0: Over the power of sin, more powerful than death and hell, able to defeat all devils in a single blow. Look upon the throne, he's the word, he's the lamb, he's both God and man. Yes, it's Jesus, the savior of the world, who came to earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Jesus. Who can change the course of eternal destinies, can heal the sick and raise the dead with his bare hands, and who came from God in the guise of a baby, a mild mannered carpenter's son, fights the victorious battle for truth, justice, and the fulfillment of God's plan. And now, another exciting episode of Jesus the Hero. <laughs> Did anybody recognize that? There you go. Who said it? All right. That was the uh the intro to Superman in the 1950s. Actually uh changed up to uh I changed the lyrics, changed the the wording of it, re-recorded it. And uh I almost chickened out on playing it this morning, but I thought, well, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. But uh Anyway, let me, if you will, stand with me for the reading of God's Word, Isaiah chapter 9. We'll have the kids join us in just a moment. Isaiah chapter 9, we're going to start with verse 2. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 through verse 7 says, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. You shall multiply the nation. You shall increase their gladness. They will be glad in your presence. And... With the gladness of harvest, as men rejoice, they divide the spoil. For you shall break the yoke of their burden and their staff upon their shoulders and the rod of their oppressors as the battle of Midian. For every boot that booted warrior in the battle of Tumult, the cloak and cloak rolled in blood will be for burning fuel for the fire. Verse 6 says, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest upon his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. And there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to build it and it, to, to uphold it with ju- upri- justice and uprightness. From then on and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. If you will, turn with me now to Matthew chapter 1. I don't have it listed there, but Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 through 23. She will bear a son, and you will call his name Jesus, Yeshua, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, all of this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. If you will, please bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, as we go into this time of of sharing your word, I pray that every heart in this place will be touched, Lord, that every life will, will experience you. I pray for our, our children, Lord, our kids as they come to help in just a moment. I pray, God, that you would, that you would bless them, that you would uh, give them an understanding of, of what this season is truly about. God, I pray for the adults, Lord, that we would hear you too and that we would know the truth of your, of your victory, your power, Lord, that is unstoppable, incomparable. No one, Lord, compares. To Jesus. And we're thankful, God, for this opportunity today to stand in your presence, to behold you face to face, Lord, as, as, as little as it might be, Lord, as our part might be in that looking into your word, we can still see you. And God, I pray that you would reveal even more to us through your spirit. We give you praise and we give you thanks in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Y'all may be seated. <clears throat> Lindsay and the kids, if you want to come up, you can sit on these two couches. I'm going to be moving around, so if I'm blocking you, I'll move shortly probably. We have some coloring pages for the kids. There's some, uh, some crayons. They're going to take part in this, but um, I want to talk for just a minute to them. And if you all are okay, I'll, I'll kind of have my back turned towards you for a little bit. I'm going to be talking to them. Do you guys know any heroes? You do? God, amen, amen. Who else? say it. Superman. Superman. That's okay. Who else? Anybody else know a hero? Jesus. There you go. Anybody else? Jesus. Lindsay? The arrow. The arrow. (laughs) Green Lantern. Green Lantern. There you go. The Holy Spirit. Wow. Didn't expect that one. All right, they they've already got the idea what we're doing here, <clears throat> but uh, it's okay. I wanted to hear some of those some of those make believe heroes like Green Lantern and um, Superman, Spider Man. Anybody remember Spider Man, uh, Batman? Who's your favorite superhero, Batman? Just go ahead and yell it out. Wonder Woman, okay, wow, Batgirl, yes, what about you, God, okay, great, Wolverine, okay, we're hearing some, some X-Men, some uh, retro heroes when we heard Wonder Woman, I hadn't heard that one in a while, that's great, all right, so um, we, we, have, uh, we have, do we have any other kids that are in this age group that would like to come up five to ten years old? You're welcome to come up here with us. Every, every kid that's in this house is very welcome. Come up and be a part of this. I'm still going to talk to you some more. Anybody hiding back there? <laughs> come on, here comes one. Right now's the time while there's other people coming. Come on up. I promise nobody will bite. Now, kids, no biting. Um. While they're, while they're coloring, if, if you guys, it's, it's totally up to you, while you're coloring, if you all want to lay on the, lay on the floor to color, there you go. If you all want to lay on the floor to color, it's fine. Just make sure that you're covered up. If you've got a dress on, make sure you're staying modest. You know what? While, while we're doing this, Lindsay, I'm going to go ahead and let you get out. How many, how many kids we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Perfect. Perfect. I have 14 capes. And we've got 14 kids. The Lord knows the plan, doesn't he? All right. Um, while, you guys, while, while you guys are coloring, I want you to just keep coloring and answer some questions while we're at it. What do heroes do? Just yell them out. Save people save, the world. save people, save the world. Good answers. Save us from dying. That's good. Heroes, heroes save us. That's, that's a good answer. My wording for that was they triumph over the adversary. They challenge evil. They become examples for us. They give us hope. They show us justice. Those are some of, some of my words for that. Uh, they challenge evil in that the threat of evil might cause us to draw back or to fail to take action. How many of you have ever been talking to the adults now, even whether you were a kid or, or even in your uh, adult state, you ever felt afraid of something and you, just, you held back because you didn't know for sure what the outcome would be? Just be honest. Lift your hands. Kids, I want you to see these hands raised. This means these people have been afraid of things. How many of you know, though, that through God all things are possible... And, and the Word of God tells us that, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. The, the threat of evil might cause us to draw back or to fail to take action, but heroes face the evil head on. They challenge it, and they cause us to believe in bigger, greater things. They become examples for us. They, re, they reveal our missing qualities. They challenge us to become more. They give us hope. They show us that... No matter how bad it gets, there is a way out. I know, I know you're all going to be looking at them a whole lot more than you're looking at me, and that's okay. But listen, keep your ears open. Um, they, they triumph over the adversary. When, when we're in trouble and have no way out, heroes come to the rescue. They save us when we're in big trouble, which is what everybody up here said. They save us. They triumph over the adversary. Heroes show us justice. Uh, in a world where it seems that almost every headline... Brags on what evil is going on, or at least at least points to the evil that's going on. Heroes remind us that good will ultimately prevail. We need we need to understand that every hero will uh, w- will face some sort of evil. And and I want to I want to ask this of the kids: every ear every hero that we have ever heard of has an uh, somebody that they fight somebody that they fight against. That is, they have a Enemy, an arch enemy. There you go. Like what? Yes. She's trying to preach my message. She's getting ahead of us. We're not there yet, Ashley, but that's very good. Um, Every hero will face an an enemy or a villain. And every superhero will face a supervillain. That's right. Or an arch enemy. Um, What do those enemies do for... I'm going to ask the adults this one. What do those enemies do for... The hero, come on, they're answering real good up here. They challenge them. What else? They, they, try to, they try to oppose them. They try to destroy everything good that they do. That's right. But what, what in the process of the challenging and trying to destroy the, the, the goodness that they're doing, what does that do for the hero? That's what I'm getting at. What? Motivation. Motivation? That's true. Strengthens them. It, it reveals them. Is one thing. It motivates them. It causes them to step forward. Strengthens them somewhat. But it reveals them. Sometimes in, in any of the hero shows that you watch, you have somebody that very often is is the, the, they're they're in the they're in the background. Nobody knows what's you know any anything special about them. And something happens and they step forward. You hear that in the news too. A, a building will be burning and and someone will will run into the fire to save someone else and it reveals a quality that enemy or that situation reveals a quality in people that we don't always see so sometimes enemies will reveal the hero to the world many heroes seem to be unknown often they aren't even desirous of special attention and sometimes they're even they're even disguised i want us to talk about that just a moment Jesus' secret was hidden from the powers of his day. Even the enemy, the devil, I believe, we know who his enemy was. Ashley's already told us up here. But even the enemy, the devil, I believe, was, was caught off guard by the, by the power, by the secret of Jesus. They knew that God had a plan. The world knew that God had a plan. They, in the beginning, they began to look for a hero. I believe that even in the time of, of Noah... If we if we read the word, there was a prophecy that had gone forth that even in the Garden of Eden, that that someone would come that would bruise the head of the serpent, and only his heel would be bruised. And I believe that even in that time, they probably were looking for a hero. They were probably looking for maybe a hero in in Noah. Time goes on; they look for a hero in. Abraham they look for a hero in Moses they look for a hero in all these people and 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 they 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 see greatness in some of them but they never see anyone who really has the power to stop this enemy I want to talk about our enemy for just a moment the word of God tells us that the devil is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour The word of God tells us that in the last days he'll be furious and he'll be running about because he knows his days are short. I want us to understand that the devil that we face, the enemy that we face, talking about us. And by the way, adults and kids, everybody can be a hero. You can be a hero. Nobody matches up to Jesus, but we all can be heroes. And we all have enemies. We all will fight uh, a fight. The apostle Paul said, I have fought the good fight, I have kept the faith, I have finished my course. How many of you want to be able to say that? I believe that the Apostle Paul was a hero of the faith. But I want us to consider that our enemy, the devil, is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Speaking of a lion, how many of you remember the story, Whether well, there were several stories, but the story of Samson... That, that he took a lion by its, by its mane and, and, and killed it. I, I want us to understand that there are heroes that can defeat lions. Now, if I face a lion in my own power, I'll be defeated. I'll be torn to pieces. But if I face a lion with the backing of someone who is able to defeat that, I don't have to worry. We have to understand that our devil, that our enemy, our enemy, our adversary the devil, he is, he is after us, he is against us, he hates you he wants to destroy you he wants to make you look like a fool he wants to make you think that you can't make it he wants to make you feel like today is, is the beginning of the end for you and that there's no hope but I want you to understand that the enemy has come not but for to kill and to steal and destroy, but Jesus said the hero said but i am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly now that's a good place to shout right there i don't know if you felt it or not but god's god's presence is upon that word the enemy has come not but for to kill and to steal and to destroy that's his only reason for coming is to kill to steal and to destroy but jesus said i am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly our enemy is a very powerful enemy but not compared to our hero. Amen. So what do... I'm going to go back to this and I'll come maybe back to that in a moment. But what do enemies do for a hero? They reveal. They reveal the hero. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, verses 6-8 through eight says, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of the age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Verse 7 says... No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God has destined for our glory before time began. Verse 8 says, None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. I want us to understand that the, the authorities of the day of Jesus, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Roman army, the Roman rulers, they didn't understand who Jesus was. But when this says the rulers of this age, I don't believe it's talking about them. I believe this is talking about Satan. He's the prince of the power of the air. He's the ruler of this age. And, and we have to understand that even the devil, that Satan and company, didn't have an understanding of the secret that Jesus carried within him. They knew he was from God. Everybody could sense that. Everybody had an understanding that he was from God. But the word says if the rulers of the age had known the the, the secret then they would not have crucified him. I want us to understand that the enemy of Jesus, the devil he, he revealed the plan of God he revealed the son of God he revealed the victory of God when Jesus appeared on the scene. Because his attack that, that, that attack that had always come against men, men and women, child adult, doesn't matter, men and women, boys and girls, all of us had been attacked by the devil all the way up to that and no one had ever been victorious over the attack of Satan. No one had ever been able to defeat death. Everyone that had ever died until Jesus had been held in the grips of death and they all were were powerless and helpless and hopeless and there had not been a hero that could defeat that curse and that enemy. But Jesus came, and the word of God tells us that the secret of God was hidden in him. It was as if it was disguised, that he was disguised. I believe some today are still not seeing, still not hearing. Matthew chapter 4, verse 11 and 12 tells us that seeing they will not see, and hearing they will not hear. The word of God goes on to say that if they did see or they did hear, they would be delivered. But how many of you know that the majority of this world is not seeing Jesus? They're not hearing our hero. They're not listening to his voice. They're not hearing him. But the enemy reveals a hero and reveals his or her power. At the very least, every hero becomes more well-known because of the villain that he or she faces. Some fictional heroes, fictional characters... Such as Batman or Superman or Spider Man or Green Arrow or any of these people that we have we have mentioned. Some of them have been they have been uh, brought out of, of their complacency by heroes such as Batman's Batman's arch by by enemies. Batman's arch enemy was Joker. Amen. Some might say Penguin, some might say Riddler, but the Joker is the most well-known arch enemy of Batman. Superman's nemesis was Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. And then Spider-Man, you might not even know this one, but Spider-Man's arch villain was this guy right here knows. Say it again. Green Goblin. Green Goblin. Alright. But Those superheroes aren't real. They're for fun. Those villains aren't real. But there is a real adversary. There is a real devil. There is a real evil. Death is real. These things are real. And thank God there is a real hero and his name is Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If the hero in those fictional stories wasn't careful, the enemy would find his weakness and he would hurt him or or, or destroy him. How many of you remember what Superman's weakness was? Kryptonite. Amen. But the good news is that Jesus doesn't have a weakness. The devil must have thought that death would be his weakness. But Jesus doesn't have a weakness. I want us to consider this for just a moment. Let me name... Some enemies, I've already named, we've already talked about a few, Ashley told us that one of them is the devil, but let me name some more and see if you know who the hero is that defeats them as well. Sin, Jesus, there you go, sickness, Jesus, death, Jesus, and Satan, Jesus, He's, he's victorious over death, hell, the grave, every other power. The word of God tells us about his, about his victory. And I want us to, to read that in Colossians chapter 2. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn there with me. I know they're about done with this coloring. I'm going to have to hurry. Okay. Um, Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 through 15. I'm reading this from the NIV. It says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity King James Version says the Godhead lives in bodily form. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Can you say amen to that? He's the head over every power and authority. No one can stand against Jesus the hero. He's the head over every power and authority. The King James says head over all principality and power. In him... You were also circumcised with circumcision, not performed with hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through, the, through your faith in the working of God, who raised him up from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled Listen to this. Having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Hallelujah. And having disarmed... Praise God. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, or all principalities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in the cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it, or in the cross. I want us to understand that the cross... Because of of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ The attack of Satan Where he thought he would would destroy the, the, The goodness of God The plan of God He thought that the weakness of Jesus must be death No one's ever defeated death He thought I'll kill him and it'll be over And God will be defeated And the plan of God won't go forth But the word of God tells us that the very thing That the devil thought he would use against him Jesus turned it around And destroyed the works of the devil And that was through the cross of Jesus Christ you say why are you preaching about the cross because the the birth of Jesus was only the pathway to the cross Bethlehem was the beginning of the plan where the cross is the, the crescendo praise God and the resurrection even expands on that it's like there's just this multiple, one-two punch from from Jesus Christ. And Satan is defeated. I want us to consider just a moment. This is... We're getting close to the end of this message. And I want us to take just a minute before we go on. I want us to talk about heroes just for a minute. A minute longer. Brady, can I have you come up here just a minute? I've asked Brady to be a hero for us this morning. Kind of out of the order of what I planned. I'm going to have you come now. How many of you... Think that you could lift a rock way bigger than you. Uh-uh. You might think you could, but you, you couldn't lift a rock bigger than you. But watch Brady. Watch Brady. This, this rock is bigger than him, but watch him. Show us those muscles before you do this. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Brady. What? It's a fake rock. You're right. It's a fake rock. But still, Brady is a hero this morning. It's a fake rock. But again, we have to understand that the enemies that we face, there are some real enemies. And they're, they're, are y'all listening? Listen to me for just a minute. The enemies that we face are real. The things that we come in contact with, the things that we struggle with, the hardships that we, that we face. And maybe, maybe I should be speaking to the teenagers right now because you guys haven't really come into the hard part of a lot of things yet. They have. But some of the things that you'll face, guys, some of the things that you'll face are really hard. They're tough. Maybe it's what you face at school. Maybe, maybe something happened and you messed up and somebody laughed at you. Those things can be hard. Maybe it's, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's times or t- things are not real, real perfect in, in, in other areas. And I, I won't bring these things out what could possibly be. But you all know what some hard things are for you. Can, can anybody raise your hand if you know what some hard things are that you can go through? Do you know anything hard that you can face that you can go through? Okay, those things are real. Just as the devil's real and just as death is real. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus is our hero In every situation. His disguise was a baby. That was his disguise. He came in the guise of a baby. A disguise, maybe, is the way you will understand it. Of a baby. But he's really the hero. He's God's hero. And he came. What did you say heroes came to do? Save save lives. What did you say? Okay. Save us. Heroes came to save us. And that's exactly the reason Jesus came. The reason he came in the manger as a baby was because he was going to Calvary to save us. How many of you realize your need for the hero, Jesus Christ? The rest of you need to realize it if you don't. We need the hero. We can't make it. We can't make it without him. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes every day. Is there anybody else that will admit you make mistakes? We need a perfect hero. Jesus Christ came into the scene. He was the only one perfect. He was the only one, when I say perfect, that was God's standard. He was perfect not only by by what we might consider perfection, but God considered him perfect. And because of his perfection, he could take on your sin, the sin of the whole world. He, he came to redeem us. He came to save us. And we need him. We need this hero as we are about to go. Can you all show your capes off? Stand up and show your capes off. I want us to. Well, there we go. If, uh, if any of the parents want to come and get a picture of the capes, that's okay. Come on, you can, you can do that real quick because we're getting ready to change the order here. I see pictures being taken from your seats. You can come and take a do we have a hero that would like to show us your super speed across the front right here? Wow. Wow, I didn't even mean all the way around there. Cecil, you can join her if you want to. There he comes, there he comes. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Jesus gives us something to celebrate, amen? amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, all right, Lindsay, as, as we change this and we, we move into this next stage, I want you guys to remember what, what your cape looks like. I'm gonna let you take them home, but we're gonna take them off and we're gonna use them for something else and then you can have them back. Lindsay and Elizabeth, you, yep, we're gonna take them off and then you can have them back. Parents, if you think your kids will be in danger with this, then you cut the, the handles off and let them use them as a blanket or whatever you want to, but that's up to you. If your kids are too small for them, you do something with them. <coughs> Bill, if you'll come to the guitar and just or the keyboard. Yeah, just come to the keyboard and play a little. I, I want us to talk just a minute. While they're doing this, listen closely to me. While the day of the birth of Christ was celebrated by angels and shepherds and wise men, The day of the cross seemed to be the worst day in history. It was celebrated by devils and death and doubters. God's anointed one, the ultimate hero, died. And it looked like it was the world's worst day, but actually that day was the best day the world had ever seen. Because through the crucifixion of Jesus... Jesus' superpower, so to speak, was revealed. We see through his crucifixion and then ultimately through his resurrection that he has power over death, hell, and the grave. I want us to understand what looked like the worst day in the world was actually the world's best day. The crucifixion of Jesus was his super weapon. He proved his power over devils, over death, and over doubters once and for all once and for all there were two main enemies there were two main enemies that were defeated that day at Calvary the defeat began at Bethlehem and they didn't even see it coming they didn't know it there were two enemies that were defeated at the cross they were disarmed as the word said and I want to tell you what those two enemies were. The two main enemies. There were lots of enemies that were defeated. But the two main enemies that were defeated was God's enemy, Satan. And my enemy, your enemy, death. God's enemy Satan was defeated at the cross and my enemy, your enemy Death was defeated at the cross. We all live our lives not thinking a lot about death until we start getting sick or start getting older and we begin to think about things and we we think about the power of death and we don't want to leave our families. But the good news is that Jesus Christ has already defeated death. Death has no power. Death has no sting. Oh grave, where is your victory? Oh death, where is your sting? It has already been defeated by our hero. They have no power. We we think the devil. We talked about how powerful he is. We think he's powerful, but compared to our hero, I want us to consider something. When we're talking about fictional superheroes, their their enemy, their arch enemy, usually has a power that's almost equal to them, and they they fight back and forth. And evil will win for a little while, and 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 then good will turn around and win for a little while. But I'm here to tell you that no power compares to Jesus Christ. Nothing in this world can hold Him back. Jesus is the hero and there's nothing that can stop His plan. Evil can rise up, but the Word says where evil does abound, grace does much more abound. There's more power in the name of Jesus Christ than you'll ever need in anything in your lifetime. I'm excited because I not only serve a Savior who came as a baby, I'm excited because I not only serve a Savior who went to a cross, I'm excited because I serve a Savior who is victorious over death. And He rose up and He became the Savior that the world was in need of. The one that they looked for in the beginning that would bruise the head of the serpent. It wasn't Noah. It wasn't Abraham. It wasn't Moses. Wasn't any of those others, but it was Jesus. Jesus the hero. Jesus the hero. Thank you, Lord. (coughs) The Savior of all mankind laid in a manger, then he died in my place. Eternity's King wore a crown of thorns but first swaddling clothes the world's greatest hero revealed by the cross came first in the guise of a baby while they're changing these capes they're casting their crowns while they're doing that I want to read Luke chapter 2 verse 8 through 19 Luke chapter 2 verse 8 through 19 says now they were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel of the Lord said to them what Matt started the service with this morning, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you, you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. The word goes on to say, and so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, The shepherds said to one another, Now let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass. And the Lord made it known to us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning the Christ. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which they were told by the shepherds. But Mary kept these things and pondered them in her heart. Hallelujah. I want to take a moment while the kids are gathered around the manger here. And if you guys if you guys want to to sit down in the front, kneel down here, whatever, that's perfectly fine. And I want to even give you all opportunity to talk to Jesus, not the not the play Jesus in the manger but talk to the real Jesus you're welcome to do that but while they're doing that I want to ask you to stand and if you're in this place and you've never made your trip to meet with Jesus I want to open this altar right now and I want to welcome you and I want you to understand that Jesus the hero was not only the hero for that day he wasn't only the hero of Israel but he is the hero of of the world later on John the Baptist when Jesus walked toward the river Jordan John the Baptist said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world I want us to consider that there was no better place for a lamb to be born than in a stable and laid in a manger and Jesus came he might have came in, in the guise of a baby but ultimately he's our hero and he's our savior and if you don't know him today or if you're, if you're unsure about your salvation if you really don't know where you stand with Jesus Christ I want to give you opportunity right now to step out of your seat and let me introduce you to him he's not in a manger anymore he's not on a cross anymore The Word of God tells us that He's seated at the right hand of God making intercession for us. He's in a place of power because He's the hero.